welcome to the Bulldog Sports Show. This is Chiji Hawk, co-host of the podcast. I'm going to discuss about one of my favorite baseball players of all time. This is a perfect opportunity, in my opinion, to reminisce and go over his career and why, for me, he is one of my favorite ball players and what he meant to me as a San Francisco Giants fan. And before I moved to the Chicago area, I lived in the California Bay Area. And around the time I became a baseball fan was around 2009. That's when I first started watching, reading articles, getting really obsessed with baseball, which I still am today. And this is one of the first guys that I really started to notice and really made a big impact on my fandom. And though his peak was only a few years, he was only dominant for a few years, he deserves to be mentioned, and I want to go over his career. And that is the freak, big-time Timmy Jim, San Francisco Giants legend, number 55, Tim Lincecum. Tim Lincecum, why he made such a big impact to me was his peak beginning in 2008 to 2011 was electric. Unbelievable. It was beyond words, probably blowing your mind when he arrived on the scene for the Giants. He made his debut in 2008, and his first full season, Timmy had a Cy Young-worthy campaign. He was named the National League 2008 Cy Young Award winner, and for me, that's just unbelievable. That in your first full season as a pro ball player, you can have a great season with a 2.43 ERA. Multiple shutouts, complete games, dominating on the mound with over 250 strikeouts. When Timmy jumped on the scene with his interesting mechanics and dominating pitching, he looked to be on a fantastic path towards greatness. Winning the award in 2008. That in 2009, his second in a row Cy Young Award winner, he was great in that season as well, with a 2.6 ERA. Big time Timmy Jim. He's known as a man who's very short. He's 5'11", which is not that short, but he's very lengthy, very skinny on the mound, and he looks to be shorter than he is. Two back-to-back Cyan campaigns, 250 strikeouts in both. Timmy, this was on a rise. So this is where I started to get really into baseball. And the San Francisco Giants were my first love, my first team, my first team that I supported as a fan. And Timmy looked great both seasons. In 2010 was the first season I was able to go to a game. And my first ever professional baseball game that I attended with my 
mom, dad, and my sister, Erin. And first Kansas Giants game was on August 15th, 2010 against the San Diego Padres. And yes, I did not look that up. I remember on top of my head when I went. We got to see, actually, Timmy on the mound. So I was so thrilled. My first professional game, got to see big-time Timmy Jim on the mound. And though at this time he was struggling towards the later part of 2010, that didn't matter to me. Still got to see him pitch, which was so exciting for me. And it was great to see him pitch. Then after 2010 and 2011, he was also very good as well. Dominant season. And let's backtrack a little bit before we get to 2011. I wanted to go back to 2010. Because this is where he's going to be well-beloved, well-known as a Giants legend. Because in 2010, very good year. The Giants, surprisingly enough, after so many games with Brian Wilson closing, loading the bases, Giants scoring decent amounts with the pitching, being very good with Matt Kane, Madison Bumgarner, Tim Lincecum, Jonathan Sanchez, we were able to get to the playoffs. And this is where Timmy made his mark. And the first game of the 2010 National League Division Series for the Giants against Atlanta Braves, Tim Lincecum, complete game shutout. He dominated the Braves, 14 strikeouts. This is probably one of the greatest pitching performances I've seen. I've watched this one, the highlights, multiple times years later. I actually watched it not that long ago. I just wanted to see it again. Such a exhilarating performance. And one that I'm never going to forget as Giants fan. He got us that first W. Beat the Braves. Then we got to place the Phillies. And the championship series. Which myself included. Most people do not think we were going to beat the Phillies. Who were dominant squad. Led by uh, Hall of Famer Roy Holiday. Cliff Lee. Colt Hamels. Roy Oswalt. Ryan Howard, and this is when Ryan Howard was like the man. He hit 50 home runs a year. This is when he was National League best hitter. His peak ended a little bit after this, but this is when he was to be feared. And Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley. This is when they had a great team. The Giants dispatched them in six games to make it to the World Series take on the Texas Rangers. And this one was actually pretty easy. We beat them pretty easily five games to win the first World Series in years. And that was just so great to get our first one. And after that, we won the World Series. Timmy was a huge part of that. He was one of the reasons that we were able to get that ring coveted trophy. Then in 2011, he was fantastic. Great season. And sadly, 2008-2011 was his main peak in the four years, but he was one of the best, if not the best, National League pitcher. And after that, he dealt with some injury problems and some issues, and he was never the same. But from those four years, Timmy was one of the best 
pitchers in all of baseball, top two for sure. And I'm never going to forget that. Nothing could take that away from number 55. And he he's going to make the Giants Wall of Fame. In my opinion, he should get a statue at now Oracle Park, which that's not as good as his name as AT&T Park. But he should get a statue for sure somewhere on the grounds. And especially the Wall of Fame at the park as well. And in case you don't know, he helped us big time out of the bullpen in 2012, getting us that World Series sweep against the Tigers. That was a huge one after he beat the Reds in the divisionary five games, beat the Cardinals in six. Then we faced Tigers, who were to be feared, with Prince Fielder, Miguel Cabrera, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and we swept them. Very easy. Well, not very easy, but it was pretty easy. And Timmy out of the pen was one huge reason why he helped us and was very key in that series, especially the World Series. And finally, in 2014 and 2013, in the last two years of his main career, in 2013, this has got to be discussed. He got his first ever no-hitter, which I have discussed on the program before, I believe, in the past. But Timmy got his first no-hitter against San Diego Padres. Giants, shutout. Timmy was on fire of many Ks. He was fantastic against the Padres. They were unable to hit him. He could not be touched. And I have a cool plaque in my room corroborating this moment from the 2013 no-hitter for Timmy against the Padres. It has key facts and different key things from the outing. discusses it, and it's very cool to look back on and reminisce about that dominating performance. And also, in the year after, he did have another no-hitter against the Padres at home at ATT Park. He was very good as well in that one, getting the no-hitter. Hector Sanchez behind the plate. Buster Posey behind the plate in the first one. Getting this no-hitter as well. So two no-hitters in two years in a row. And though at this time he was not as dominating as in the years past, it was still great to see him go out with two Young's, four All-Star games, two no-hitter, three-time World Series champion, NL strikeouts leader, and... I'm always going to remember big time Timmy Jim and his impact on the Giants for those six years and why he deserves to be talked about in a Bulldog Sports Show segment. And he did come back in the news a little bit. He made the World Series, not World Series, the Hall of Fame ballot for 2021. Though he did not make it to the Hall of Fame and though he did fall off the ballot, of not making 5%, that doesn't matter to me. His career, for me, was fantastic, and doesn't matter if he made the Hall of Fame or not. He still dominated those years, and he's going to be a guy that I'll always love and always think finally of and kind thoughts towards him, no matter what he does in the future. I say that because he's very reclusive. He keeps out of the public eye and in the media. 
and does not post much on social media. So as a fan, I do not really know after his retirement a lot of what he's been doing. Unlike some guys who see like Shaq in the NBA, like you know he's doing it all day every day, or Charles Barkley, but Timlinscombe keeps out of the public eye. And this was a very good opportunity for me to discuss his career. I really enjoyed this segment here on the Blog Sports Show. And stay tuned for more comments, more info, and more episodes coming up soon on the Blog Sports Show. Thank you for being fans, and thank you for supporting us. We very appreciate it, and see you soon here on the Blog Sports Show. CJ Hawk signing off.